find myself often asking, how do I tell if I'm an adult? I've met older people that are immature and act like they're still in high school, so what does it take to be an adult? The best I could come up with is not dying before you turn 18. So I have a hard time identifying as an adult, especially since I still feel like a kid. That being said, I want to talk with other, quote, adults and learn from them. After all, the quickest and typically the most painless way to learn is through others. Somehow, we're adults. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking in on this episode of the podcast. Um, on this episode, for like the first like 15 to 16 minutes, uh, Colton and I talk about the UFC 266 fights that are happening tonight. Um, if you're not interested in that, that's totally fine. Um, me and Colton are excited about it, so we were talking about it and just going through a little bit of the fight analysis and all that stuff. But if uh, if you don't want to listen to any of that, if you'll skip forward about 15 to 16 minutes, we start talking about some other things. Uh, we try to keep this podcast short just so that that way uh, we can just test the waters a little bit. You know, We've done some longer ones and maybe do a couple shorter ones too. So I uh, hope you enjoy the content. We talk more about some current event stuff uh, based around like the, the Gabby Petito case and just thoughts and whatnot like that. So hope you enjoy it. Like I said, if you don't like uh, MMA, UFC commentary kind of stuff that we were doing, just screwing around for the first 15 minutes, just please skip ahead. Thank you, guys. We are recording. Well... What's up, Colton? What's up, Brian? So, we're going to watch the fights tonight. Yeah. UFC 266. Um, honestly, this is like a card I'm like mildly excited for. It's it's hard for me to get excited about this card. There's a lot of great fights on this card, but for me, it's like... If you compare this to like UFC 268 that's coming up, UFC 268's got like... Some of my favorite fighters. Fight oh, it. man. You got Rose Namahunez. You got Kamaro Usman. And you got Justin Gaethje. The mm-hmm. three people that are trained by um, Trevor Whitman at the Onyx Gym. And I get really excited because Trevor Whitman is like a fantastic coach, um, in my opinion. But um, that's going to be an exciting night of fights. But the, tonight's fights are going to be pretty exciting. So look at the favorite for the Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy fight. Yeah. Minus 12.50. Valentina is the heavy favorite. Lauren Murphy, like she she said in her uh, her interview the other day when they were doing like the the conference or whatever you want to call it, or the press conference or whatever, she was saying that uh, she has everything to gain and nothing to lose because yeah. not, even if she loses, she's still getting a bunch of notoriety by fighting Valentina Shevchenko. Mm-hmm. Like Valentina is just she's one of your favorite fighters. Oh, she's she's one of my favorite to watch. She's so technical. Yeah, yeah. She's just. I mean, I, I gotta say too, like, like it's just it seems unfair when she fights somebody or when like Amanda Nunes fights somebody. It just it doesn't seem like it should be allowed. Yeah, really. It's like when Mike Tyson was fighting and just like, okay, how long into the first round is it gonna be before the dude gets knocked out? Like, it just doesn't seem fair. Like Valentina is just a savage. Yes. Like, it's almost worth putting money on Lauren, Lauren Murphy just in the off chance that she wins. Yeah, I mean, you would win a lot of money. Right. Like, it's like uh, like if you put, like, $10 down, you might win. I don't I don't understand betting odds, but I'm assuming if you put $10 down, you win, like, 80 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but she's a plus 750. Yeah. Which, I don't know why they use those numbers. It don't make any sense to me. I'm not sure. I, I don't really look into the whole betting thing. I don't either. 
Um, I don't either. We'll have, I'll have to learn more about it sometime one day. I'm worried that if it's one of those things, if I started doing, started yeah. betting money on fights, I'd probably get pretty uh, pretty addicted to yeah, it, I guess. Yeah, you don't stop. Or I'll just spend money on it I don't need to. Well, granted, I'm responsible in like other aspects of my life, but... You know. Still just unneeded. Yeah, t- testing fate. Uh, what fight are you most excited about on this card? Definitely Shevchenko versus Murray. Um, Murphy? Murphy, yeah. Lauren Murphy. Yep. Because if, if Lauren Murphy wins... She upsets the entire division. Even if she... Okay, so this is going to be a statement I'm going to make, obviously. Well, I don't even know why I felt like I had to say that. It was <laughs> stupid. But um, it, Lauren Murphy, even if she loses, if she loses and it's a close fight, it's like when um when that dude fought Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Chris... It was Chris something, right? Chris Moreno? No. No. Is it Chris... Yeah, the kid with green hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like that dude became an overnight celebrity. Yeah, for that fight, like gained like a hundred thousand followers, and he lost. Yeah, he in, gained like, like hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous. Because like, I followed him that night before the fight. I was like, "Who's this guy? He's obviously pretty much a badass if he's willing to fight uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley out of nowhere, coming from a different organization." And he went five, almost all five, or was it three it, rounds? Almost all yeah. three rounds, and just kept coming forward like it was just it just showed you how tough that dude was getting rocked everyone was super impressed and that's why he gained a bunch of followers but i started following him. he had like five thousand followers that night yeah and then like three hours later he had like a hundred and twenty thousand yeah and then last time i checked it was like 170 i'm like that's insane he literally became a, like a, i guess an overnight success if you want to look at it that way but you know he'd been training to get to that spot yeah and uh, i'm excited to see him fight again for sure um you know, he even though he lost, he gained a lot, and I feel like Lauren Murphy's definitely got that chance tonight. If she goes five rounds with Valentina, no, if she makes it out of the first round without getting knocked out, even if Valentina I'm be impressed. beats the piss out of her for five five minute rounds, yeah, to go the distance is insane, right? To to yeah, like to literally, if she even lands punches, she'll be like I'm I'm calling it like that. I'm gonna say it now. Just from a little bit of experience I might have with with watching a bunch of UFC, I'm gonna think that Lauren Murphy's gonna get a, gain a huge following tonight. Yeah, um, like I've seen her fight before, and I know the name. Mm-hmm. But if she if she can do something against Valentina, her name will be so much farther. Yeah, up. but she's she's tough as fuck. Yeah, she is. Like that's what I remember about watching her fight is she's incredibly tough. Yes. Um, and then the main event, I'm excited. I've never watched Alexander Volkanovsky fight. I'll just come out and say that. But from what the highlights I've seen. He seems like a relatively, like his fight IQ is really high. Yeah. He's not going to go in and put himself in any danger he doesn't feel comfortable putting himself in. And then Brian Ortega, is he He seems like more of a... Um, From what I've seen, he's a good grappler. Yeah, his jiu-jitsu is yeah, off the charts. but um, And his striking is, is relatively good, too. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a really close fight. I mean, the betting odds are pretty much even. Yeah, pretty close. And then you have Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler, which I didn't even realize this. Like, betting-wise, uh, I mean, they're relatively close, but it has Robbie Lawler as being the slight favorite. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure that when they fought the first time, Nick Diaz won. Yeah, the last fight Nick Diaz had with him, which was one of his last fights, I think he um, um, TKO'd Robbie Lawler, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. How old are, how old are they? Let's see. Because Nick Diaz, I mean, when I watched UFC back in, like, when I first started watching it, it was on Spike TV. Nick Diaz was a thing. Yeah, he's he's been around in the game a while. Yeah, I mean he's twenty six ten and zero. Yeah, and Robbie Lawler's twenty eight fifteen and zero. Golly, last fight. Oh, scroll back up. Last fight was a loss. They're both they're both fighting at one hundred and eighty five pounds. 
Nick Diaz has got the reach advantage. Um, scroll down. What is that win by? I guess does does Nick Diaz never win? That's weird. I, I wonder if that's based off of like the last couple of years. Probably. That's weird. Overall, they seem pretty even in like significant strikes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it seems. I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, but but like Nate or Nate uh, Nick Diaz was around a long time ago. Like I remember that Anderson Silva fight when he like laid on the ground and was like, yeah, like just a you know, a, a badass basically. You know what I mean? Uh, is he gonna say how old he is? I think you probably just have to go to Wikipedia. Probably. Come on, UFC, be as good, be as easy to find information as oh, nope. 2015. Oh, you you started to get fights. Everyone listening, we're on UFC's website scrolling through. And pulling up Wikipedia. Six foot, thirty-eight years old. Thirty-eight, but when can you see when his his uh his fights? Like, go back to like go to like Wikipedia and then find like uh when he basically started fighting. So I mean, you could just find his Wikipedia, just Nick Diaz's Wikipedia, and it'll have that at the bottom. It'll have who he fought, how he fought, and yeah. Give me a second, Ryan. Oh, uh, you got you got time. I'm just I'm just telling you my thoughts. Um, but I mean, he was fighting like, like when I was like, so I'm 24 now. So I had to be like 12 then. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him way back in the day. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, 2010. Yeah. 2010. I was, I mean, I graduated, uh, girl, what did I, no, yeah. 2008 is when I was in fifth grade. So when I was in fifth grade, he was fighting and he was in strike force UFC. Yeah. I mean, guy's been fighting a long time. IFC warriors challenge and. 2001 was his first yeah mixed martial arts fight yeah places under elite xc it's one of the things yeah there's all the, all Back the, in the day promotions. of spike and all them yeah yeah and it was yeah that's where me and my brother watched all of our ufcs i mean his last what is that his last event was a no contest with anderson silva mm-hmm. and that was uh, ufc 183 in 2015 yep yeah yeah geez 2015 so it's been six years since he fought mm-hmm Damn. It's been a while. Damn. Almost seven years because it was in January. January of 2015. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't... How old is Robbie Lawler? Because if, if those... I mean, they've got to be similar in age. Because that, that makes me kind of sad to see people that old. I mean, I guess if that's what you want to do. I guess if that's what you want to do. But it's just... You know, like, I don't like these older people fighting anymore. Like, um... Like, I get it, they still get a draw to them, and people won't watch them, but it's just not, I mean, it's, you don't want to see old people fight. Yeah. Robbie Lawler is... 39. 39, so yeah, they're like the same age, yeah. like... 5 foot 11, so they're basically the same size, same yeah. age. But, but like, what's the potential that they're going to be champions? None. Again? They're, they're, they're fighting... Very, very low. For, like... Money. Essentially. Yeah. Like, and, and how much money are they really making? I mean, I imagine Nick Diaz is going to get paid pretty well because I'm assuming he's got a, quite a bit of a draw. The Diaz brothers, yeah. I mean, that's one of the majority reasons you're excited about this, right? Yeah, I, I like Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz. I mean, just watching the last um, fight between um, Nick and Robbie, that was a that was a brawl. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if, you've, if you watched it recently, but yeah, yeah. Lawler stumped Nick. Several almost, times. Several times. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was on he the was floor. Rocked. Yeah. yeah, he was rocked. And he, I mean, it... It almost could have been when I watched that fight the other day. It almost could have been stopped. Yeah. I don't, am I thinking that fight? Maybe there's another fight where because Big John almost stopped it, but he saw Nick was moving his head. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and dodging. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
They, they're tough sons of bitches, the Diaz brothers. They just will not go down. Nope. Like, I think if UFC changed its rules and stopped doing rounds, say they just said, fight until the ref stops it. Mm-hmm. Like, or 15 minutes straight, 25 minutes straight. Even then, though. Even then, I think, like, like there's chances that people are going to be better in 25 minutes. But I'm talking about, like, fight until someone says, hey, that's enough. Until someone quits. Yeah. Or dies. Or quits or, or has been made to quit yeah. by the other person. Yeah. Exactly. If they did something like that, granted, I think a lot more people would get hurt. Oh, yeah. There'd be, but, a, there'd be a lot of injuries. Yeah. It'd be interesting. But, God, I don't think the Diaz brothers would lose to anybody. They'd no. be champions no. in a minute just because they're... they're I mean, Nate would just demolish see, everybody. I think you'd see a switch to people. You'd, you'd see two kinds of people in that kind of fight. If you did that kind of fight, you'd see the dudes who knock people out in the first several minutes of the fight. Like, you'd see, like, the Tyson-type people. And then you would see people who run ultra marathons because they have... In, incredible cardio and cannot get hit for a long period of time and they wait until the other person's tired out i think you'd see those two you know yeah. what i mean yeah so um okay and then curtis blades versus rosenstrike just because i don't know how to pronounce it jarzinho jarzinho i think it's jarzinho yeah we can go with that i like curtis blades for that one yeah oh uh, I mean, I that, that's gonna i like rosenstrike but i feel like curtis blades is definitely how's that fight gonna end any idea I think I think submission. Nah, I don't think submission. I think I think one of them gets knocked out. I, I mean, think so. I mean, how how much does it take for a how boring? I say maybe then it's not so boring, but for heavyweight fights to go to decision, it's like how? Oh, it's yeah, it's if it does, it's a super boring fight. They hit so hard. Two sixty six. I didn't realize that Curtis Blades is heavier than Rosenstrike. I would have guessed the other way around. And he's taller, two inches, six four and six two. Yeah. 80 inch reach. Can you imagine, Colton? How, mu- how much do you weigh right now? I weigh like 238. You, so you'd fight in heavyweight? Yeah. Oh, you, I'd get demolished. No. I, I would have to cut weight to like... Yeah, but, but you lift pretty heavy. I lift, but that doesn't mean I'm... I but like, fight. imagine how hard you could hit though. Had you like... Okay, so imagine you had learned to fight as a kid. If I went through a camp, I feel like I could do decent. Yeah. Yeah, the things you have going for you is your... Like not as tall as the majority of the heavyweights. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you have a lot of muscle mass. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like you would be. But I feel like if you're going to be in the heavyweight, you have to be over, you know, six one, you know, at least at least over six foot and be. Yeah, but you're be what, mo- five, five ten, five eleven. I'm five ten. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I feel like that would keep you. I don't know, it's maybe just my dumbass bro science thinking, but I feel like you'd be lower to the ground, and so you'd be more likely to duck your head down and throw an overhand right i mean it's possible but imagine going up against somebody like Derek lewis and trying to knock his ass out okay okay that's that's like come on now that's peak though that's peak though (laughs) i'm sure like i don't know i I would think you would do or imagine me fighting uh, francis you kidding me yeah i know i don't want to die (laughs) yeah you're you have to have some serious confidence yeah to go in there against francis and ngano and or like serial gain yeah. Like Saragon, yeah. Yeah. No. Also I'd go like maybe light heavyweight or one below that. Yeah, but I mean but then but then at light heavyweight you're fighting Jan Bahanovich. I feel like I'd have a better chance I can at least eye level with him. He would, he, uh, he's so strong, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. A it, 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 uh, ton of respect for UFC fighters. Ton of respect. But okay, so what el- what else is happening in that fight? So the next one is Andrade and who's he fighting? Come on, computer. Cynthia 
Cynthia something. Some person I haven't heard of before. Jesus if Christ. The, UFC if you, website's too, too good. Cynthia Calvillo. Yeah, I don't really care about that fight. I bet Andrade uh, wins that one just because she's, she's a Andrade. She's a beast. Yeah, I don't know this other chick that well, but good I, luck to her. I don't either. Um, where? Because Ben Hooker or Ben Hooker, Dan, Dan Hooker. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Ben Askren, I guess. So prelims. Dan Hooker's not even the the main event of the prelim card. Nope. Marlon Marais versus that Marab guy. Marab Yeah. Devalish Yeah, I'm putting on my dude. I'm putting putting money on the. I said not. I'm not actually putting money on it, but. I'd bet that the dude on the right uh, wins. Yeah, he's favorite. Devalavishi. Yeah. Then we got Dan Hooker versus Nazarat Hakparast. That's probably going to be a pretty good fight. Yeah. That's probably going to be a good fight. You want to pull up some main event stuff now? Because at the end of the day, this is going to be old news. This is going to be just two dudes speculating. That is true. Uh, we'll find out tonight. That's very true. So, if we bored you for the first 15 minutes of this podcast, I apologize. We uh, wanted to try something different. I was thinking huh, it would be kind of cool to just look at main events and um, and to just talk about them. So, like, the, the big one recently has been the uh, Gabby Petito case because they, I guess they can't find – they found – they recently – was that Tuesday of last week? They found her uh, her remains in yeah, Wyoming. Was, yeah. And you were telling me something about – how like a ton of people have gone missing at that same campground or area or something? Yeah, like that? it's an Indian reservation called Wind River. Apparently, um, there's been several uh, indigenous people from that area that have gone missing, and just nobody knows what happened to them. They made a movie about it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Is it like a documentary series? No, this it's just a straight up movie. Um, but it's you, so it's supposed to be like a, uh, like a kind of like a dramatic. Yeah, kind of like representation, but yeah, it's about a guy and his daughter. He's a um, wildlife service up there, and he hunts animals that are causing um, harm to the land. Mm-hmm. And he ends up um, nuisance animals. Yeah, got pretty really good, pretty pretty good ratings. Eighty nine percent of Google users like this movie. Eighty seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes, but like. With that Gabby Petito thing, man, it's it's. Well, the, the question is, do you think he did it? And I would say most of America, like ninety nine, like I bet you, Germex isn't even as good as how many people think he did it. Everyone probably thinks he did, he did it, but they can't arrest him for conspiracy that he did it unless they have evidence. So the reason they have the arrest warrant for the dude is something along the lines of like, uh, he used her credit card yeah yeah after she was illegally using somebody else's credit card after they died or something like that yeah yeah like that's the reason his arrest warrant and they're searching as much but it's because they think he did it man it's just crazy like how can i guess they did they live together um they plan to travel to petito's white ford van to the west coast and visit state and national parks across the western united states uh so she has like a YouTube channel. They got in a physical fight. Both the male and female reported they are in love and engaged to be married and desperately didn't wish to see anyone charged with a crime back in August 12, 2021. That's crazy. What What is... I just want to hear... I, I, I hope he... I bet you he kills himself. Apparently 911 audio recording from that day was provided by the Grand County Sheriff's Office... A caller tells dispatch he wanted to report a domestic dispute and described a white van with a Florida license plate. The caller said that 
As they were driving by, the gentleman was slapping the girl. So apparently he had a history of domestic yeah. abuse. Yeah. I mean, that poor chick, man. Yeah, apparently she went missing um, pretty close to that Wind River. August 24th, Petito FaceTimes her mother and tells her she is leaving to Utah and heading to the Teton Range in Wyoming. Uh, on August 25th, there are multiple texts between Petito and her mother. The young woman's family believes she is in the Tetons on the state. Um, on August 27th, there were no more texts between Petito and her mother, during which her family believes she rem- she remains in the Tetons. On August 30th, her family re- receives their last text from Petito. They no doubt... She, or they know they doubt she wrote i'm sorry my bad i apologize they doubt she wrote that text according to the stafford that message reads no service in yosemite also in september a woman publicly claimed that she and her boyfriend gave laundry a ride on august 29th in wyoming and that laundry claimed he'd been camping by himself for multiple days while petito was in their van working on social media posts damn ads on, uh, in a series of videos posted on TikTok, Miranda Baker said she and her boyfriend picked up laundry that evening while she was hitchhiking in Colder. But first of all, why? Listen, I don't. People that pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, you got something. You, you're, you're brave. Like I don't trust anybody these days. No. Like anybody who listens to like true crime or murder podcasts. That's how you I mean, die. This is this is how. Like literally, we just read about this dude who probably killed. His fiance, girlfriend, whatever they were, and picked up by multiple. And he was a people. hitchhiker. Yeah, like a lot of murders happen from hitchhikers. Yes, I mean, just worry about your damn self. Worry about your damn self. Uh, Laundry told him he had been camping at sites. Uh, once Laundry found out Baker and her boyfriend were going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson. Uh, he got agitated, asked that the vehicle stop, and got out near the Jackson Dam, according to Baker. Baker said she spoke to law enforcement about the interaction. Um, the police confirmed that Baker spoke with the department before posting the videos on TikTok. Uh, her account is plausible, it appears. Uh, it's just... The chick's dead. Yeah. And all signs point to he did it. Or at least he knows what happened. You know what I mean? Like, So September 1st, 2021, Laundry returns to the couple's North Point home where his parents also live. So he goes back home and doesn't have her. And as a parent... Like, You're like, hey, where's your girlfriend? It, they have to know more than they think they, than, than they're letting out that they know. It's just... It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, I just can't imagine... Like, being in her shoes and being a chick who, A, like, a first of all, the dude is got something wrong with him. Uh, or he, how he was raised, there's something, I, I don't know enough about him, and I don't think a lot of people know enough about him, but clearly he's fucked up. Some kind of problems. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, the, the video I saw talking about how he, he was reading a book about, um, like, called, like, Annihilation. See if you can Google that. Um, Annihilate, the book Annihilation. Um, but apparently that book was something around, around the lines of like, um, how like four people, like four women. It, it, okay, here it goes. Annihilation is a 2014, oop, is the first in a series of three books called the Southern Reach Trilogy. The book describes a team of four women, a biologist, anthropologist, psychologist, and a surveyor 
who set out into an unknown area as Area X. The area is abandoned and cut off from the rest of civilization. They are the they are the twelfth expedition. The previous expeditions have been fraught with disappearance, suicides, aggressive cancers, and mental trauma. Uh, the inspiration for Annihilation uh, was a fourteen mile hike through. St. Martin's National Wildlife Refuge in northwestern Florida. Many of the animals and vegetation that that person has seen on this hike over the past 17 years appear in the novel. And, uh, okay, that's fine. But I don't want to read more about it. But basically, I heard something that's about, like, uh, obviously, it's pretty shitty. Um, but he was reading this book in the background of one of their YouTube videos. And apparently, it's, like... <sighs> To be a chick that's in love with this guy, and maybe do you do you think it was a premeditated thing, or do you think he just he had extremely bad aggression? What what do you think? Um. Well, this is me knowing nothing about their lives or how they interacted with each other, but what it seems like is he already had aggression, and they were going to a place that was so remote, and she probably did something that made him mad. He hit her and just couldn't stop. And then he was like, hey, we're, we're already in a place. I can just leave her. Maybe no one will know. And he probably panicked and just left her there. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. So so you don't think it was premeditated. You think he just had severe anger issues? Probably. And something, something set him off and it was just done from there. That poor chick, man. Because she probably loved that dude. And... It's crazy that like domestic violence is is like super hard. What is it? The stat is something along the lines that like uh, on average it takes seven times of someone attempting to leave a uh, abusive relationship before they actually leave. Yeah, and I'm like seven, seven times. They're more like, scared to leave than they are to stay. Yeah, they're scared of the repercussions. Yeah. Everything. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about what? Like. That whole situation, like like people who are scared to leave. I mean, it makes sense. It's not it, like it makes crazy. sense to me. But from me coming from the perspective that I come from, which is, uh, I grew up with the great equalizer. Like I grew up shooting things. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of people that are in abusive relationships are already self conscious about themselves. They don't mm-hmm. feel like they're loved. So somebody that actually and pays person, attention to them. Right. And typically the person who's the abuser makes them feel worse than they already felt. Yes. They say, oh, no, I, you're, no one else is going to love you but me. But even if they're loved one out of 30 days of that month, that's enough for them to stay and keep going. They, they, they ride that high out the whole yeah. time. That, man, that sucks so bad. Like, if you're going to be a parent and you're listening to this and you want to be a parent, like... I feel like one of the best things you can do to like love your kids, and me and Colton were talking about this earlier while playing basketball. One of the best things you can do is just spend time with them. Just be involved. Just just spend time with them. They don't need you. Don't need to buy them the newest toys. They don't need you to just hand a hand a phone to them and go here. Stop making so much noise. Go over in the corner. Do whatever. Go stay in your room. Like sit on the floor, roll a ball back and forth with them. Like Go in the backyard, throw a baseball, throw a right. football, kick a soccer ball, teach, something. Teach your kids discipline. Like a huge thing that I learned from um, growing up doing karate or um, 
like I, I played baseball or you know any kind of physical thing. First of all, as a as a boy growing up, testosterone is a normal thing for for guys to have, and that causes too much testosterone and not like not using it, not exhausting yourself can make you like it makes you more aggressive. Boys need to be active. Exactly. Like they just like there's a reason that like boy lion cubs will like fight each other and like bite each other like dogs play with each other you know what i mean like there's just like like boys are gonna play and like you need you need to channel that um one of the things that um jordan peterson says uh jordan peterson says he the the best kind of men are the ones who are complete savages but can control it in a way that is productive I, I'm obviously I'm butchering what he said. He didn't say it in in that many words or so many words, and he might have said it in a different phraseology. But that's essentially what I got from it: is teach your kid. Your kids are going to have aggression one way or another, or, or boys are typically, um, and and it is a good thing like like learning a martial art or doing some kind of sport, some kind of thing that's competitive and something outside active. Right, and and it's fun, and it's like yeah. video even video games can be competitive I mean, huge video games but like something where you are exhausting you're burning calories right exhausting calories and taxing your physical self so that, that like it's like like colton when you're lifting weights how aggressive do you feel how aggressive i feel completely calm while i'm lifting weights yeah, but you feel like it's using that aggression oh that's in I, you. I channel that 100 percent. exactly you're channeling it and and after i get done lifting weights I'm like the most even keel, calm, like someone cuts me off and I'm just like, that, whatever. that kind of sucked. Like yeah. that guy, that poor that guy, you know what I mean? You let it all out in a, in a safe, productive manner. Exactly. It's like, I feel like a lot of things in life are based off habits. Um, I need to re- still read that book, Atomic Habits, because I'm sure it's got a lot, lot of things that I already agree with, but I feel like people are either going to they're going to have habits one way or another but based upon the decisions they make decide if they're going to be good or bad habits like imagine if instead of lifting weights every time you got mad well you don't lift weights when you get mad but you you were better channeling your anger because of that but like imagine if you didn't lift weights and you had so much aggression and you got into an argument with your significant other or mm-hmm. somebody and you cut them off and you started driving aggressively like that's a good way to die. Yeah. Or you started punching holes in the walls. Yeah. Used to or, do that. I've been there. Done that. Exactly. Exactly. Or or if it stops punching holes in walls, it becomes hitting the actual person. Yeah. Like, I feel like when I have kids, one of the things I want them to, I, I want them to be active for sure. I want them to learn discipline. I want them to learn um, that discipline is is doing what you want, or doing what you doing what you don't want to do in the short term. But what you want in in the long term, like the Abraham Lincoln quote, that's um, discipline is, uh, what is it? Trading, trading for what you want now for what you want most. Yeah. And to just be okay with emotions, anger is one of the biggest emotions. Just mm-hmm. learn how to acknowledge it and use it, and understand when it's happening too. Like it's okay to still get angry. It's a natural thing to yeah. get angry. I get angry all the time. And but but you're in better control of it. Yeah. You recognize when it's happening. You go, okay, I need to calm down. I need to just woo-saw. Mm-hmm. You take a second, realize what I'm getting angry about is not a big deal at all. Exactly. And I, I don't know Brian Laundry, obviously, in this case, but 
I can only presume that A, something's fucked up in his brain because that just makes sense or it's just been, it's been, uh, his life has just probably been one giant thing of aggression. Like, um, let me, let me see if I can pull up what I posted earlier today because it was something along the lines of with failure and I feel like it's not just with failure, it's with a lot of things. Um, something along the lines of, oh, come on, phone. Uh, failure is not a single cataclysmic event. You don't fail overnight. Instead, failure is a few errors in judgment repeated every day. And I, I really believe that. I feel like, like, did you, you watch the movie The Joker? Yeah. If no one has watched the movie The Joker, it is a movie that I feel like a ton of people should watch so they get the understanding that someone doesn't become a villain like The Joker. And, and it, the craziest part, like that, so, okay, dialing it back a little bit. When I watched that movie, I like, walked out of the movie theater and, like, my jaw, like, dropped. I, I was just, like... It's an like, amazing I movie. I was numb. It was so good. Joaquin Phoenix that plays the Joker. Amazing job. Fantastic. And I remember we went to dinner afterwards and uh, and my fiance was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, "Like, yeah, my brain's just a little fucked up because you understood. Mm-hmm. Exactly why he did what he did. Right, because it was just this. It wasn't like, one thing that did it. It was a series of events. He became the Joker because of a series of events that you could easily see it's it's like you come to a left or a right and because he chose right several times that led him to be where he is if he would have chose left or if he would have had some kind of other outlet like you just you realize that or if that one person that was mean to him would have been nice to him just that one time right maybe that would have changed something right and uh, i mean i'm not i'm not trying to to say that Brian Laundry's right but i'm just curious I'd be curious. I mean, that's where the whole true crime thing comes from. Like people, you hear what this person did, but then you hear all the stuff leading up to it, mm-hmm. and not saying it's ever justified, but it's like, almost like sometimes it makes sense. But a lot of times, those kids that end up being serial killers grow up with parents who are like uninvolved in their life, or beat uh, the hell out of them all day, right? Or right. like that's the to think that people aren't a product of their environments is crazy. Yeah, is crazy. There's a certain aspect that you can control. There's a lot that you can't, though. And that's why I, I, I always go back to, I think school systems should recognize that not everyone's home environment is the same, and that everyone's school experience is relatively the same. Like, you they all have to take, like, math, science, and stuff like that. So I think you should be given better classes, because parenting isn't a level level playing field. It's just not. To act that act like, like their kids who had it that like to act like I had it really terrible as a child is wrong. Like I had, there's there some things that could have been better, but for the majority of it, I grew up in a great childhood. Yeah. Um, and then there's some kids that just their highlight of their day is eating lunch well, at the cafeteria. So, sometimes the only kids meals that they get is from school. Exactly. It's just it's crazy. It's, I think schools should realize that what their place is, is to teach kids to read and write and then to transition them into better adults. This this thing of transitioning kids into going to college is just it's a it's a failed system considering only like I think only 30% 
of of the population goes to college. So why are we prepping a hundred percent of the kids that go to school to go to college? Yeah, it's a business. It, it is, and it's government funded business mm-hmm. with through student loans. But you know, it's just sad that Gabby Petito, you know, she's uh, in that situation, that's, that's, right? And I'm sure that maybe something happened in her past that led her to. You know, not have that confidence. Yeah, be dependent on this, you know, this, this guy that's potential just a shit, shit guy. human being. Yeah. Yep. Like, I know as my friends, and and I, and I could speak, like, for my other friends as well, like, if any of us ever hit our significant other or vice versa, like... Right, I'm, I'm throwing down with you. Exactly. I expect you to beat the ever-living piss out of me. Like, everyone in this neighborhood... Yeah. You're all, yeah, I expect to be beaten within an inch of my life, if not killed. Like that is just not tolerable on on either. I mean, I'm not gonna obviously if you know your significant other hits you like that's yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. To act like it's the same is ignorant, but it shouldn't happen in any it, circumstance. Exactly. But there's exactly. A, there's a certain yeah, it's different when a man hits a woman. It's just different. But if Amanda Nunez punches you, oh, I'm not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry, but it's bud. just you know, like I said, it's just um, it's a shame that. You feel you feel bad for the people who do bad things, and you don't understand it because you're so far from it. You've positioned your life has positioned you to be so far from it. But if that's what you grow up with, that's if all you, you know. Grew up in a crime-ridden neighborhood where the only way for you to make money is by selling drugs, and that the other gang that's selling drugs is your competition, and they killed your homie last week who would have died for you, and so you retaliate, and then next thing you know, like, like. That's your entire environment. Like, uh, you're in jail for the rest of your life, or you're dead because of your environment. And, yeah. and the people that that go, oh well, you shouldn't, you just shouldn't do that. It's like that's all they know. Mm-hmm. There's they don't have role models. Role Most models don't even have parents, ex- or their dads aren't around, or their mom. The is gang old. raises them a lot of well, times. Exactly, or, or that the only parent that's around is only around like enough to sh- pay the bills because they have to work, and and it's just you know. Everyone needs to be understanding of that everyone's situation is different. Every human is different. Every situation just, just is different. Just don't be an asshole. That's that's exactly. the moral. When just somebody, be nice. When somebody cuts you off in traffic, just give them the benefit of the doubt that something in their life is messed up at that point. Like they're probably I, having a worse day than you are. Or they're an asshole, and somehow or some way, that's going to come back to bite them. I, I agree. The best thing I heard was when Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor fought that last time. And they was that was it the last time or was it the time before that when they interviewed Dustin Poirier and he said he's like karma's not a bitch karma is a mirror yeah and so if uh, I mean it's part of the podcast idea is just you know the energy that you put out into this world is I believe the energy you receive like uh, I try to be motivated I try not to be Mister Poopy Pants about things like I'm not anywhere near close to perfect I try the best I can with the information I have. Um, and the friends that are around me and everything. Like, I just, I try my best. And I know that everyone does. So, like, uh, I, I just, you know, life's hard. No one's got it figured out. And, uh... You're not going to get anywhere but being dicks to each other. Exactly. Spread, if you believe in the snowball effect or the butterfly effect, whatever you call it, I believe the snowball effect is just, you know, one thing small over time grows up. Like, the, if, uh... If all the butterflies flap their wings at the same time, it can create a uh, hurricane. So I'm just doing my part of, of what I think is doing right. And, you know, don't, if someone cuts you off in traffic, don't like, like, 
this is something I have legitimately seen. I have legitimately been in a car with someone before that in they were on the interstate and someone was in the fast lane that wasn't going 85 miles an hour. They were going like 70. Whatever, that's fine. They're not in the fast lane, or if they're in the fast lane and they're not going fast, whatever. Who cares? Get around them. Go about your day. They should obviously learn how to drive, but you never know. They could be leaving a funeral. You know, you know what I mean. Like they could just yeah. You never know what they're going through. They could have just gotten a call that you know somebody they grew up with died. Yeah. You just never know what happened in their day, or they could just be shit drivers. But give them the benefit of the doubt. Get past it. But I've been with somebody who's like in that situation. Went on the right-hand side, passed them, got in front of them, and damn near slammed on brakes to get them out of the fast lane. And I said, what? Like, to that person, I first of all, I was shaking. I had so much adrenaline pumping. I'm like, why the fuck couldn't you just go around them and go about your day? Why did you have to do that? That's not going to solve anything. No. No, no. All it's going to make you do... Is when more situations like that arise, you're gonna you're gonna continue to do. Shit you're gonna like default that. to that attitude, right? That, yeah, right. It's that is a. It's a good way to get shot. Exactly. Especially here in Florida, people are fucking crazy. Exactly. And speaking of in Florida, that was on I four, which yeah. is one of the deadliest interstates, as far as I know, in, in like the world, the country, yeah. at least the country. Yeah. And, you know, what benefit do you get out of that? That's not helping society at all to do that. All you're gonna do is. That dude's not going to go, oh, I'm an asshole for being in the fast lane and not going as fast as this What the fuck is this asshole doing? Yeah, like, like we almost got in a wreck. Like, what if that guy would have been paying attention in that and they slammed in the back of that person that was driving? And then all of a sudden, our complete course of our day just changed because now we have to deal with a fucking fender bender. Yeah. And I'm like, And if you're going 70, 80 miles an hour on the highway, it's not going to be a fender bender. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's going to be bad. Be, uh, my, my biggest advice, my biggest takeaway would be, be the change that you want to see in the world. Date the person you're dating like you would want someone to date your daughter. Like, treat treat other people like you would want them to treat you. Like, that's the golden rule. Like, that that's how, like, like, if your parents got divorced, how would you want someone to treat your mom? You'd want them to, you'd want somebody to treat them like a queen. You'd want them to give them everything they've ever wanted. You'd want them to just, have the best life they've ever had, but they won't treat their significant others that way. Yeah, like people are just not. Some people just think they're 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 the best shit that's ever hit the planet. Yeah, the shit don't stink, but it do. And it's just like you know, I don't get that because I'm so self-critical. I think everything I do is shit, like everything. Like the beginning of this podcast, we talked about UFC, and I bet you a lot of people aren't going to get to this part of the podcast, and that's okay. That is totally it is what okay. it is. But, you know, I'm going to be critical about everything I do. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it. But I'm going to get off my high horse. We uh, we ate a bunch of tacos. Colton, Ooh. is there anything you want to say? Just looking forward to the fights tonight. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Thanks, pretty for, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm I always here. so I appreciate it. So, all right, everybody. Thank you. See you next time. See you. Hello, everybody. This episode is over, but if you would like to support the podcast, you can head on over to the Instagram account to Somehow We're Adults and use the link in the bio to donate to the PayPal account there. All of the money that is donated will be used to make the podcast better. But either way, I'll keep it going. Make sure to follow the podcast where you listen to it for future episodes of Somehow We're Adults. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.